Did you know that the stickers on fruit are edible? We've got all sorts of fun, interesting information and more coming up. We got lots of info. Let's rock and roll. It's Did You Know with Rhino. Hello and welcome to this episode of Did You Know with Rhino. In case you didn't know, I'm Rhino. This is my show and I know exactly what you're thinking. Shouldn't you wash the fruit anyways before eating them? Well... Yes. Here at Did You Know with Ryan O, the podcast, we're the podcast all about pop culture references. We even talk about um, history, geography, might even talk about some weird science things. You might learn something along the way, and we're going to have a lot of fun while doing it. But today we're not going to do it alone. No, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be hanging out with a friend of mine, Mr. Steven with a PH. Welcome back to the show. Oh, hi. I know, right? <laughs> I'm going to keep it just like that. Uh, yes, we are indeed recording this episode and starting off with a bang. I love it. Starting off, starting off on the left foot. <laughs> well, I would prefer to start things off on the left foot. You know, from my tenure as a band nerd, I always, when you, when you go off, um, you start with your left, then your right. Well, I mean, as someone who used to do dance, I I think the right foot is better. <laughs> you, you know, to each their own. Whatever floats your boat, I guess. Or whatever spins your pirouette. Uh, Sure. Let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what a pirouette does. I just know it's a dance move. I mean, it's a spin. Okay, so I was... I was so you were right. I was right. Yes! Score <laughs> one for me! <laughs> I didn't even think that was possible. Um, so it's been just a hot second since the last time you were on this podcast. So by the time this one um, comes out, it will have been a full two months since the last time you were on the show. So what have you been up to? Like, um, what sort of things have you accomplished in the past two months? Uh, well, I have just been pushing, uh, pushing my streaming on Twitch, and it's been incredibly fun um at the beginning of january i officially became a twitch affiliate Ooh, nice ooh. super cool Congrats. Um, which just it, it basically means i can now use twitch as a platform for income um <laughs> but um it opened a door to a lot of really cool creative things and um a lot of opportunity and some really great fun things to be able to do with people that watch my stream. So what would you say so far is one of the most challenging aspects of um, streaming video games online? The most, oh, I think the, the most challenging thing, I mean, personally is um, on, like when I'm on stream, if people are in my my chat, it feels very easy to talk to them. Um, but I think the hardest thing is out of stream. It's hard to keep that engagement going. <laughs> and I I my my shell kind of closes and I go, okay, uh, how do I approach some of these situations now? <laughs> how do I stay engaged and like keep advertising myself? So it's it's keeping the ball rolling um, once the 
um, the end button has been clicked. Yeah, pretty much. It's ha- like keeping it, keeping it going. And like, um, I've never had to be on social media as much. And now I'm trying, I'm running a, a Facebook business page, a Twitter and an Instagram business page for it. And I just constantly forget to post things <laughs> except Twitter every now I'm, I'm fairly good about Twitter, but the Instagram and the Facebook, it, it, it I just forget about them. It's so hard. <laughs> One of the things I've learned over uh, my couple of years of doing this podcast when it comes to the multiple platforms is, is it's totally okay to copy and paste and go to a different platform. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what I do with my stream announcements. Whenever I go live and I just share all across everywhere, I'm just like copy, paste, whatever's on Twitter, and I'll send it everywhere else. <laughs> nice. I wish I had something like that was like small and catchy. Like you can do clips and whatnot with your stuff. Yeah. And I, I, oh my God, can I tell you that clips are one of my favorite things about streams? So, so how do clips happen? Um, so clips can actually come from a variety of places. Um, anyone that follows my channel can make clips of my stream. Um, so if you are, for example, watching my stream, uh, you, there's a little, uh, it looks like a little like clackboard for like movies. Sure. You know, like the action click. Um, but, uh, it looks like one of those, but it says clip. If you were to click that, uh, it brings up like two, three minutes, like the most recent two, three minutes of the stream. Mm -hmm. And you can, you can edit or like trim down to, um, up to a minute of it as a clip. And then you can publish it and it saves to my channel. Um, most of the clips though, I've made them myself and I go through, I kind of think of like whatever moments made me laugh really hard. And, um, I'll go through their stream either that night or the day after. And I go through and I make all these different clips myself. I remember there was a the, the Christmas stream um, for the, one of the Pokey Mondays, and you did the twelve the twelve days of Pokemon for Christmas. Yes, 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 I did. <laughs> I was super thrilled um, in you like slowly building, and then when you finally got to the end and you did all twelve in a row, I thought it was brilliant. It was a really fun challenge. It was a good time. The hardest part um, was trying to re- remember what you previously did without writing it down. So oh, nice yeah, work. <laughs> Thank you. Between between battling whatever Pokemon was there and, and trying to rewrite an entire uh, royalty-free Christmas carol. <laughs> oh, those royalty-free ones get you every time. That's why I've uh, tried to eliminate um, any other music besides whatever I've written for this particular podcast. So the end song, that's me. The intro, that's me. And and so anything else, because I don't want to pay anybody just in case, because a legal battle is not worth it. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> so we talked about what you thought was the most challenging um, aspect of it. So what's like the most rewarding? What's the most fun thing? Like, like, like top few fun things that you love about interacting or, or doing things on your uh, stream account. So my, so my favorite thing is, um, and this probably is going to sound cheesy, but I get to do something that, that brings me joy 
and share it with other people. And a lot of times, so like, um, I have, you know, my wonderful friends that come and support and, um, whether or not they know the games and we get to talk about the games or, um, I also have gained a couple of followers that are just random people that have found my channel and we get to sit and have these moments and talk to each other and, um, and, and share this kind of like connection over like Pokemon is a huge thing. All of my Pokemon day streams, um, have one of the most active chats, um, because it's kind of the thing that everyone, that a lot of people can talk about and whether someone knows it a ton or they don't know it a ton, like there's kind of this common nostalgia in it so many different facets to it and it's so fun to just ha kind of have a place where there's like a a, a a a passion in common and like everything keeps going and it's like one of the main reasons that i even ended up like watching twitch because i've been i've been watching streamers on twitch for a long time now um and to be a creator in the twitch community and be adding to that and be another another place on the internet that someone can go and like um be like wow this person like enjoys the same stuff i enjoy and i can talk to them about it it just it it just makes me really happy and i'm really happy that like i can do that for people because it's one of the main reasons that i watch twitch so while we're we're on this, I, I was gonna try to save it for later, but we're we're already there. We're already digging right into it. Um, with with the the Pokemon aspect of it, where did your um, Pokemon relationship start? Like like, did you start at the first gen, second gen? Walk us through some of your um, your Pokemon Hall of Fame moments. My Hall of Fame. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> well, so. With, with Pokemon, I like I, it was mainly just an example because like it's one of my most active chats. But like, um, with Pokemon, it's one of those things that like I remember when I was a kid. I remember watching the sh the TV show, and I remember playing the games on a Game Boy Color, and. I I have very distinct memories of certain bits and pieces. So I have this distinct nostalgia for uh generations 3 and 4 which is uh ruby, sapphire, emerald and then uh diamond, pearl and platinum. Okay. So that's a lot of my nostalgia rests in that area. But um like it's been one of those things where at one point uh, I fell off of it and then I came back to it and I'm just like, wow, this is so fun. Like there's so many, there's so many things you could do. You can like, if you want to sit down and try to catch them all, I mean, good luck to you now because there's like 870 of them. It but like so easy with the 150. Oh, it was so easy. Now it's so complicated. Uh, I'm like, you you could if you want, if you are someone who really likes tactical thinking and getting into detail, like there's a whole competitive scene for it. If you like story-based games, some of these games 
some of them have weird stories, but others actually have really good stories written in them. Uh, it's just one of those things where I'm like, it, it's like, it's like how it's one of those things where it's like, people are like, ah, Pokemon's a kid's thing. Cause like technically, yes, they are. They're always going to be branding towards like a younger audience, but it's one of those things that there's stuff from like, generation three and ruby and sapphire that like i never thought of but like now in my 20s i'm like oh my god <laughs> i remember when they they first came out because uh i was the the target demographic um just just, just a tiny bit older than you uh by a few years um <laughs> so, so so i remember playing it on the original game boy i think i had like a game boy pocket if that was a thing it was just, it was the one just was, before yeah. color. Yeah. So I think that was pocket. And, uh, and so when red and blue came out, um, it, it was way back in the day. Um, it came out and then the TV show came out just a little bit after that. Yeah. Um, so I remember watching the first episode when it aired. Um, it, it was that long ago. And then we used to watch it um, every morning um, before school because I would have to go to school early. I was one of those like latchkey type kids that got dropped <laughs> off while my parents um, went to work. And so I hung out there at school and we would play Pokemon and then watch it and then have to start school. I watched it. I was one of those uh, Saturday morning cartoons kids. Oh, sure. Yeah, I had, I had, I was one of those kids and, um, uh, Fun fact, also, sorry it's off topic, but Pokemon turns 25 this year, so... <laughs> nice, because it came out in 1996. Yeah. It's just wild to think about. But yeah, no, I uh, I remember watching the show. I very distinctly remember going to the movie theaters to watch some of the movies that as they came out, and you'd get the free promo cards. And then I remember... Um, the Burger King promotion that shook the world. Oh sure, I got a uh, Mewtwo from from that thing. Do you remember? The, do you remember the the? It was the gold the the gold like cards inside the metallic Pokeball. Oh yeah, yeah. I used to collect the the cards, and then on the weekends, like one of the days, we would go to Toys R Us like before it opened, and there was a, a Pokemon League. For the oh my god cards. yes and so i'd have um i was a youngster like seven or, or or eight or nine or whatever and there was these like teenagers that were there as well and you were trying to battle against them with with your deck and every time you battled you got a certain amount of points but if you mm -hmm. won you got more points and then you eventually would have a booklet and you would earn enough points to get a badge so I think I got the uh, the first two. So it'd be like what pewter and whatever the water one is. Um, oh God, I'm gonna sound like such a fake fan. Um, it's it's Gen One, so it's like super old. But I feel like I should know this because <laughs> it's pewter and it's not Viridian, or is it? No, it's not Viridian. Or is it Viridian? Monsters, red and blue. Let's see. Um, this is Jim. It's Misty's gym. Cerulean. Pokemon. 
surreal. Yeah, there it is. Um, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I got those two, and then I was gone for a little bit, and then by the time I came out, they were work or working on a different one. So it was like, uh, like the Saffron City um, batch. Yeah. Um. So I never really like collected them all, but it was more a fun thing where my friend and I could go to uh, go to Toys R Us, possibly spend money on new cards, you know, hopefully not having to spend money on new cards. But hey, yeah. um, you could possibly <laughs> trade and you were learning and you were interacting with, with other kids um, at a Toys R Us because who doesn't want to hang out at a Toys R Us? I mean, Toys R Us used to be a really lit place to be. It's a place where a kid could be a kid. Or is oh that Chuck God. E. Cheese's? I don't remember. I don't. It's it's one it's one of those places, one of those places of true nostalgia for an entire two generations of people. So so the first game I ever got was was Blue, um, when, when it first came out, and I was watching, you know, like like Ash and his Pikachu and Pikachu and all those kids, and it got emotional. When there was all these Pikachu's and Ash was crying, you were trying crying. That oh show my God, yes. was nuts. Have you ever okay, so fun fact, um it's all I know I think it's still all on there's a giant chunk on Netflix, but there's a whole bunch also on Disney now. Um and have you ever in like in recent history Rewatch the episode Bye Bye Butterfree. No, because I remember crying as a kid when that episode aired. Yeah, it is. Oh, God. I don't, it's. <laughs> I don't think I could handle it. And they, even in some like of the recent series, there's some moments where they get you. Like they even got me in when the first movie came out. With with the, the the Mew and Mewtwo stuff, when Mewtwo all of a sudden decides that, you know, he's got feelings. Oh yeah, and like everyone thinks Ash is. I mean, I'm not gonna say spoilers because this this has been out long enough. But ever, when everyone thinks Ash is like gone forever, he's he's your main dude. He's a money uh, maker. How can he be gone forever? It. I mean, listen, he's still a kid. Twenty years later, like. <laughs> so were the Rugrats until they made them all grown up. We, we nope. That's nope. That's a regret. All grown ups cursed. <laughs> <laughs> that's cursed material. It, it was kind of enjoyable when it came out. I mean, a little bit, but like it was just. I think it was kind of disturbing because they all looked exactly the same. Well, remember when they were having their own um, like imaginations about being an adult, and they were just like the giant heads on the adult bodies. <laughs> yes. And then you see them growing up, and it's kind of the same. It's basically the same, but Tommy has purple hair. Well, his dad had purple hair, so that made sense. That is true. That is true. Doesn't make it any less weird, but it kind of made sense. It does, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But those Pokemon movies, like, they had the cards. So, like you were saying, like, if you went to um, Burger King or you went to, like, the movie theater, you would get your special cards. Oh, yeah. Every single movie has cards. Like even the recent one, Detective Pikachu, which was absolute gold. Um, you they you got Detective Pikachu cards. 
And like even I have um in the the background of my streams, I have a poster for Pokemon the movie three. And on there it has you get an Entei card with entrance to the movie. <laughs> oh, that's the one Entei. So the second one I think had um Lugia and all those like legendary birds. Yeah, it was Lugia and the birds. Then it was Entei and the the unknown people, and then it wasn't it like Mewtwo Strikes Back. No, Mewtwo Strikes Back is the first one. But there was like an extra After... extra one with Mewtwo. Is there? Well, I know they recently remade the they recently remade the the original, but they did it as 3D animation, which I haven't watched yet. And I feel like I should, but I think I'm just too too protective. I'm too purist over that movie. Oh, it was um, Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, because I got yeah, all this list it here. In 3D animation. So we got the the first two, the first three, then Celebi. I've seen that one. Pokemon Forever, yep. as they call it. Yes. Uh, I think. Um, doesn't. I don't think Jirachi Wishmaker comes after that one. I think there's one more. There's Latios and Latias, the heroes one. Oh, I'm so bad at remembering what order they go in. It, I it's have... cool. I'm looking on Wikipedia right now, so hell if I know. I have a DVD collection that just has my favorites, and that's that's all I need. Well, whatever makes you smile, that's what you go with. Yeah, pretty much. I was. I don't. I don't remember. It was some large department store. They it was in the the bargain bin for five dollars. It was just a set of Pokemon movies, and I was like, "These are the ones I like, so I'm gonna go ahead and buy it." <laughs> but some of these titles just just going down the list here, like, because because a lot of my knowledge is the first two gens. Yeah. Um. Because I did the 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 blue and yellow and the silver, um, and and the. Or was it silver, gold? gold, and crystal? I did gold and crystal. Those are the two I did. Yeah. So I did those a lot, and and then I stopped for a long time. And it wasn't until college because I was in a super boring class, but learned what an emulator was. Oh, fun! So I, I love I, that. I grabbed an emulator and I grabbed a Pokemon game, and I was just playing in the middle of my class um, because I needed to do this. And I knew 90% of the information, but it was the work outside of it that was super more important. So while I was there, yeah. having to be there, the the professor would call on me like every now and then just to make sure that I was listening. But she knew what was going on. She she knew what was happening on my screen. And she's like, she's like, okay. It's like, and Miss Miss All right, Ryan, what's going on? And it's like, oh, the answer is this. And she's like, correct. I was like, uh-huh. And she's like, where are you at right now? I was like, Oh, I just got my fourth badge. And she's like, all right, continue. <laughs> the checkpoint. Yep. <laughs> yeah. um, and like sometimes she would kind of join in too because she, like she was uh, like eight years older than me, but still knew um, some of the stuff that was going on. Yeah. But some That's of why these... Pokemon is just so timeless. Like, I don't know what it is about that series. Cause like I, I remember so specifically playing through um, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. And I remember I got it. I had pre-ordered it from an EB Games. Sure. Those no longer so, exist. Exactly. Uh, an EB Games 
at the Pacific View Mall in Ventura, California. Nice. Um, and my brother and I went and got it. And when you, when you, I think it, when you, I think it was when you pre-ordered it or whatever, you got a stylus for your Nintendo DS that had the legendary on top of it. And when I tell you that Dialga stylus was the only thing I used until the day it it broke, and even after it broke, I kept the Dialga from the top of it. <laughs> sure, because like it, it was it was cool and meaningful, so rock and roll. Yeah, and so like that's and I just remember religiously playing through um Diamond and doing everything I could on it and then kind of falling off and then it wasn't until <laughs> um I want to say oh god uh 4 or 5 years ago mm-hmm. um I was able to get a DS on sale at like Target and so I got that, and then I got Pokemon Y, which is Generation 6. Yikes. And I played through it, and when I tell you, I was, again, still in my 20s, but, like, just, like, fully enthralled in this all over again. Well, of course. And then, I, of course, I had to go. So then I also got Gen 7 as it was coming out. Was and then the black and white stuff? That's five okay seven is sun and moon okay and then um played that a whole bunch went through all of sun and moon and then i was like okay now i need to go back to gen five which i didn't do until i want to say last year i think it did it over like over our, over the uh the stay at home period i played through uh pokemon wa pokemon black and oh my god that game is gorgeous it was, the graphics it was so keep on beautiful. changing going up, up and, and just better and more awesome as they go. Because even from my own plays of the nearly black and white version of, of blue up until when I was doing the emulator of, of Ruby, just the graphics were crazy. So I can just imagine, like I was watching your stream um, a while back and I just can't believe how, how things have changed since a little barely moving characters back in the day. Right. And like looking at, um, so like gen three, the, the Pokemon would like slide in. And then when gen four came around, they would do a little animation. And then in black and white, it's still that 2d pixel, but they like animate while you're still battling and then Gen 6 came around, and they're like, 3D. Like, Because <laughs> well, by that point, they had already done um, Pokemon Stadium, because that came out for the Nintendo 64 back in the oh, day. Oh, throw it back. Yes, absolutely. Because they had already done uh, Pokemon Snap as well. So when those came out, um, it, it was cool. Like, you could, you could upload your stuff onto the original. I think you could probably do it for Pokemon Stadium, too. You could up, probably upload your characters from the game and copy them over. I, I don't. I'm not sure about that one. I remember. Oh my god! Throwback to Pokemon Stadium and the Chansey game that would drive everyone insane. I remember the licking tongue, like licking sushi, as like a, a mini game that was kind of ridiculous. Yes, you play as the licking tongue and you run around and you have to eat as much food as you can. But then some of them were spicy and you'd eat the spicy food and your licking tongue would start to panic. I would start to panic too. 
But like I, oh, I remember that there was that one, and then like there was battles. They 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 kept the battling aspect, but there was the chancy game. There was the magic carp jumping game where you had to button mash to get your magic carp to hit the button. Because because of Pokey, what was it? Because of Mario Party, like had done some of those previously, and, and yeah. so they were basically copying some of what they thought was the best parts of Mario Party, but throwing in Pokemon battles in between. The the fact that there isn't a Pokemon version of Mario Party. Well, we can't talk too much about a Pokemon version of Mario Party because someone's going to steal it and we should take the royalties from it instead. Even if they, they could take my money. They could take they could steal my bank information. I would <laughs> We would play it for hours, put it on your Twitch stream and just go and go and Continue. go continuous stream never sign off like just just play it forever that's what i plan to do with the i mean plan to do it's probably not gonna happen but like the they're coming out with a new pokemon snap in april okay they've redone pokemon snap and the original one had like 63 pokemon and this one has almost 200 if not more than 200 and it looks absolutely gorgeous i'll have to send you the link to the trailer but it looks stunning and I'm so excited. And the little, the little, uh, like N64 nerd in me that played Pokemon snap until the joysticks broke is so excited. And I a hundred percent plan to like stream it release night or release day and just go all day long. That's going to be epic. I hope you can move more than the original one. That was my least favorite part was the the lack of freedom along the track. That It was kind of like you were stuck in Jurassic Park, but instead yeah. of being chased by a giant Tyrannosaurus, you were chased by a Charizard. You were, you were throwing, like, apples at Pokemon. <laughs> and then they would get angry, and they're like, okay, cool, it's a nice photo, but didn't you just piss off a Squirtle? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Trying to trying to knock a what was it? I think I'm trying to like knock a Charmander into a, a volcano? Charmander or Charmelia into yeah into the volcano so it would somehow hit the lava and evolve into Charizard like it was just <laughs> that's like the weirdest domino effect ever. But you know the '90s were a thing. They were they they did that. <laughs> there was always there was also um. I think it was on the Nintendo GameCube. There was Hey You Pikachu. Is that the one where you shouted at Pikachu and he did things? You had a little microphone that you would plug in as a controller and you'd be like, Hey You Pikachu. And then he would like respond. That was one of the coolest things <laughs> to ever exist. I remember my friend had a Pikachu Tamagotchi, which is basically a pedometer. And I mean, pretty to, much, yeah. You had to wear him on your side, and when you got steps, he got charge. And when he didn't get charge, he was sad. And and so, it basically inspired you to move, much like mm-hmm. Pokemon Go does, um, or did. <laughs> yeah, <it> did. <laughs> but oh my, there's so many, there's so many games out there for Pokemon, and hey, we just need more. Pikachu. But yeah, there was Hey You Pikachu for iconic 
an iconic moment in a uh, GameCube history, which also for the Nintendo GameCube, they had um, uh, Pokemon. Oh, was it? Was it Pokemon Coliseum? I think it was Pokemon Coliseum. That's what they called it. I think that sounds about right. It's Pokemon Coliseum and Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness, where they introduced the idea of shadow Pokemon. Okay. And like purifying Pokemon. You the again, just more, even more iconic things and iconic games that like we need remade. Um, but in those, I remember you could get a link cable and you could link your um, Game Boy Advance or Game Boy SP, whatever you were using, to your um, GameCube so that you could transfer Pokemon from your um, Game Boy. I think it was into those games. Okay. But then you were also able to get, was it a Lugia? It might've been a Lugia. It might not have been a Lugia. It could have been a Jirachi um, through, through them or like by doing that. Cause the, the original um, Pokemon stadium had a little um, device that you could attach to the back of your controller and you could plug in your actual game from um, from the first two generations. Yeah. And, but that's about as far as that one went. So I wonder what's going to happen with, with if they were to do a new, like, Pokemon Coliseum or Stadium 3 or whatever. Um, well, they had, a, they had like, a, a Pokemon Stadium 2 thing. It was called Pokemon Battle Revolution. Okay. And that was more around the time for for Gen 4. And that you could plug, you could attach your Nintendo DS to the Wii because that was on the Nintendo Wii. Um, you would attach it to your Wii and then be able to play with your, you'd be able to battle in Battle Revolution with your team from Diamond, Pearl, or Platinum. That, that's crazy. And it was so cool because you'd see them as their little 2D characters but then you'd playing on your TV through the Wii with these beautiful, I mean, at the time, beautiful yeah. 3D graphics of like this team that you've been working with. And, oh, that was another good one. Oh, so many iconic moments, Pokemon. Come on. <laughs> Are you currently wearing a Team Ryan O shirt? Well, if you're not, you should be. And you can be. At our merchandise shop, Zazzle.com, that's Z-A-Z-Z-L-E.com slash store slash Did You Know with Ryan O. We've got all sorts of amazing shirts, even pertaining to some amazing inside jokes here, including choices were made. Ryan O is my hero. Adam's cheesesteaks, the rambunctious Johnson sick note tour shirt, and much, much more. You can even find some koozies, some hats, and some other amazing stuff only at the Zazzle.com slash store slash did you know with Ryan O. Wear it, share it, love it. What's up, y'all? This is Nate Hampton, also known as Cousin Nate. Got myself a new SoundCloud up and running. Would appreciate the likes, the listens, the follows, and all that good stuff. If you like up-tempo, fast-paced mixes, this is the place for you. Also going to have a lot more mixes coming up real soon. So give it a follow. It's www.soundcloud.com slash cousin underscore Nate. Thank you so much. And then they did some other stuff with like, um, 
what was it? Uh, what was it called? Like, like the Rangers? Wasn't that like a thing? Like Pokemon Ranger? Yes. <laughs> I feel like I have the same reaction to every single thing we're talking. <laughs> Everything. I'm just like, oh my god, yes, that. Um, but it was yeah, the Pokemon Ranger series where it was on your Nintendo DS and you. Uh, you would capture the Pokemon by circling them however many times they needed to be circled. I'm sitting here, I'm acting it out as a, like I'm doing it. Like I'm so used to streaming, but like <laughs> um, you would use the stylus and you would have to like circle the Pokemon. It would take like, tw- I don't know, 24, a hundred something loops to like capture them. And the whole idea was like a, a park ranger where you're going to help Pokemon, mm-hmm. which was like, I don't call it revolutionary, but it was so cool because you weren't like capturing them. You were like a ranger going out to like save them and help them and like save the environment. And I was like, hell yeah. Whereas it was so fun. Other games like, like Pokemon pinball. That's just, it's just pinball with Pokemon and you're supposed to catch them, but it's also, I think pinball. I had that. Oh, it's a fun one. I, I, I feel like I remember that one. And then there's something else called like a mystery dungeon, whatever that is. Um, have you ever played? Well, you like you like RPGs, so like you've played like Dark Souls, right? Uh, I have not. No, not Dark Souls. Uh, I'm trying to think of. There's a name for this kind of game where okay. it's like you re you re-enter the dungeon, but it's slightly different every single time. And if you lose, you go back to the beginning. Okay. I think it's like a, I don't know if. It, I guess I'll call it a dungeon crawler, but I, I mean, I, I could hashtag fake gamer. Um, but like, <laughs> Hey, anyone uh, who enjoys playing games doesn't have to be all knowing. That is very true. Very, very true. Um, but basically uh, mystery dungeon is a whole series and they recently remade it on the switch. Um, I never got super into them, but uh, basically you were a human somehow turned into a Pokemon, but you don't remember how it happened. You just woke up as a Pokemon. Do you ever find out how it happened? Because I want to know how that happened. I believe you end up finding out how, like I said, I never, like it was one of those games where I picked it up and it was, it was very novel for like the first time playing it. And then like, it just didn't stick with me. Um, but I know people like, uh, I want to say, was it last Tuesday um, on my stream? Someone came in and they were a huge fan of of uh, of Pokemon Dungeon, and it was like their thing. Um, so there, it's it's it has a huge following. But you would basically go into these different areas trying to rescue Pokemon. You'd get like tasks like, "Oh my gosh, my child Caterpie is lost in this." area so you'd have to like go save them and every single time you enter this dungeon the layout is slightly different the enemies you find are slightly different the items you find are slightly different and it just kind of constantly changes but if you if you lose inside of it you go all the way back to the beginning that was one of my least favorite parts about playing any game um from the original nintendo or the game like the sega genesis like having to go all the way back to the beginning yeah. And there's a name for it because there's another game out called Hades that is the same thing where every single time you go in, it's slightly different. And then if you lose, you have to start over. 
But um, I bet there are people out there that are screaming at us. It's okay. You just just tweet at us. We might read them. <laughs> tweet at me. Tweet, yeah, just tweet at me. Or uh, you could also just come and chat and be like, Steven, you don't know anything. I'll be like, true. But by the time this comes <laughs> out, you'll probably already know the answer because it's going to bug you for the next few days. I mean, probably. I know I'm going to have to research it afterwards because it's going to bug me too. It, I, I, what's funny is I had someone say the name, like I've heard it, what these, this genre of game is called, but it's, it's, it's missing now. There was also, they came out with the Pokemon Rumble games, which are very interesting. What are the Rumbles? Um, it's very, it's very just hack and slash. Okay. And you would go through and like find ally Pokemon and then you just kind of go from world to world to world. And it started on the Wii and then it went to Wii U and then I think it went to DS and there's currently nothing for the switch that I know of. I could be wrong. Okay. Um, but it's, it's just like you, the graphics are kind of like, um, I don't know if I would call it like early tomb Raider, but where like, the the bicep to the elbow is one piece and then it kind of like meets at a at a point <laughs> mm-hmm. and then like the el- the elbow to the wrist is another like piece <laughs> it's it's very cubic okay i guess as I, I, I is the best way to say it it's very cubic it's not very smooth but like it's it's the art style of it and it's just kind of you go through and spam a button and use your attacks to like make your way through different levels. There are so many different like ones that we've just talked about. And in my brain, like, like my small experiences have like barely scratched that surface just based on (laughs) this, um, this particular thing. Like, I just can't believe that something that has come out, like, like even the Mario ones back in the day, um, how much, they've grown and changed and and for something as as crazy and and silly as little tiny like you know pets that could like breathe fire and how it's morphed into 19 different versions of different games and they've still captured audiences to this day but you know what's truly wild is it it goes even farther than that because like even without all these like other other formats of games if you look at the the like the main the main series essentially which is like you know red blue so on and so forth people have even created special rule sets to change the way you play those <laughs> like like what what do you mean so like currently on my stream hashtag advertisement i don't know uh i don't know if we'll be done with it by the time this comes out but um on stream, I'm doing this thing called a wonder lock. So a wonder lock is a form of a nuzlocke, which is an entire set of rules that someone has created that you follow as you play through any main series Pokemon game in order to essentially give yourself more of a challenge on how to play it. Okay. So um, the rules of a nuzlocke sound a lot more complicated than they actually are. But if, um, and the thing is anyone can do it. So, um, each route you get one encounter with a Pokemon. So the first one you encounter, you have to catch that one. Okay. Um, each Pokemon technically has one life. So if at any point during 
your playthrough, the Pokemon faints, you either have to put it in a separate box or you have to release it. So it's gone. It's gone for good. Whereas um, in a normal series, if I remember correctly, um, you would just go to the Pokemon Center, heal it and continue on your journey. Correct. But you get one chance with this thing. That's it. Um, so it's and then. Um, if you fail an encounter, so like, let's say you either faint the wild Pokemon you encounter, it runs away. That was your only that was your only chance. You're done. <laughs> So if you if you lose to let's just hypothetically say a Pidgey, and then you see another Pidgey, you can't just catch that Pidgey. No. Okay. Because the original count encounter was the first Pidgey. So then you have to like run or escape from each continuous counter encounter from there. Well, I mean, you could battle it to help your Pokemon level up and get stronger because, like, of course, you don't want them to faint. Gotcha. So it's mostly so you- for catching and. And obtain Correct. It. Okay. Yeah, it's it's the catch rule. Um, the only time, so like, of course, like, because especially in the first couple of routes, there's a lot of repeat Pokemon. So like, if you already caught a Pidgey in route one, when you get to route two, if a Pidgey is the first thing you encounter, that's a duplicate. So you're allowed to try again. Um, but if it's a different Pokemon from any other one you've encountered, that's the one you have to catch and it's the one you have to use. Okay. Which adds a really fun challenge because you could be set up with everything that can't help you in whatever gym or area you are going to. <laughs> so, like, hypothetically, let's say you have a whole bunch of, like, water Pokemon in your roster, um, which are weak to lightning, and you're going up against the lightning person. You're yep. basically screwed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you have to just figure it out and make it work. Well, I guess in one point, if you did have, um, if you did make them just so strong that, well, you pretty much would kill them along the way, but you'd probably eventually outlast them. I, I mean, that happens sometimes. Last it man truly standing. happens sometimes. Yeah. Or last and mon you, standing. Yeah. Um, and so the variation I'm playing um, is called a Wonderlock because um, I followed the same rules as a Nuzlocke. However... Um, every encounter I do a trade. Okay. So I catch whatever Pokemon I run into. Um, in Pokemon Sword and Shield, there is an online option called a surprise trade. Basically, you just select your Pokemon and it trades it trades randomly with some other person who's doing a, a surprise trade. So I have no say in what I'm getting. <laughs> I have no say in who I'm getting it from. <laughs> it's fully just like at random. Um, and so I catch a Pokemon on a route and then I put it up for trade and I take whatever I get. I'm glad that people don't do this with food because imagine like you're trading a sandwich, um, for someone's, uh, taquitos from like a speedway or something. That would be absolutely awful. And you know what? Sometimes you get absolutely awful things in these trades. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) Yikes. <laughs> oh, yikes. Uh, yeah, so it's honestly... um, It's my first time ever playing playing through a game like this. Normally, I'm just very like, okay, I'm just going to go through it casually and do my completionist things where I finish the Pokédex and try to catch some shinies and, um, and all that kind of stuff. 
but I was like, oh, this just looks real fun. And when I tell you it has been a journey, <laughs> it has been a journey. So and I've already particular uh, stream, um, how how long do they stay? Like, if, so if somebody wanted to, let's say, watch them by the time that they listen to this, um, how long do they remain on your site? I believe my past broadcasts are stored on my Twitch channel for at least a month. Okay. It's at, at least, it might be longer, but I'm pretty sure it's at least one month. Okay. They can find my past broadcasts. Um, and they save in their entirety. Um, so you can kind of skim through, but there might also be clips. Like I have a clip of, uh, I have two clips from the most recent one from last week. Um, cause I lost one of my Pokemon already. Yikes. Yeah, we lost an Eevee. It was rough. Even before you could evolve it. Be, yeah, before it was it was in the purest form where I had I had what is it? Eight different options. Mm-hmm. And all of and ugh, and it's gone now. It can no longer become a Flareon or Vaporeon or I think those are Eevee evolutions if I remember. Those are yeah. It okay. was, uh, I remembered like, things. The, the, yeah, because <laughs> like the first generation is Flareon, Jolteon, Vaporeon, and then Gen 2 got Umbreon and Espeon. There was nothing Gen 3, then Gen 4 got Glaceon and Leafeon, and there was nothing until Gen 6 when we got Sylveon. The only way I remember all the Pokemon names was the Pokemon, the Pokerap that happened. <gasps> I love Pokerap. In the <laughs> end of every single episode, because you would have your four different ones, and then you could put them all together. And so by the time you watched the entire uh, series when it came out, um, you had it all memorized. Um, you got the whole, I have it on my phone because every now and then I listen to it. <laughs> I just re- remember uh, just going to class and I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm supposed to be learning about multiplication, but in my head it's like, um, need a queen Machap. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a mood though. <laughs> Cause like same there's so many times I've been like just sitting doing I don't, like whatever random thing I may be doing. And then I just start like going off on my head and like in my head on the rap. And I'm like, yep, this is, this is right. Well, and then the end of it, um, kind of ended with some guy like, like singing with his full heart. Like, cause you can tell sometimes when they're phoning it in on these kids things, but it just sounded like if this guy is faking it, he deserves an award because he was really faking his love for the Pokemon. Oh, absolutely. Like going off on, uh, what's, what is the, what's the verse? It's, um, the Pokemon uh, master is my destiny. Yeah. And it's, it's like, um, it's like at least 150 or more to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, sing, sing to my heart, sir. This is everything. <laughs> And then he, at the very end, is kind of like chill, like, uh, and th- and that's all we got. All right, we'll see you next time. And it was so exciting to always look forward to it. Oh. That and the um the the commercial breaks for who's that Pokemon? And then he would shout at it, shout at it, and it would not be the Pokemon you thought it was. Yeah, it's very. It was always very like. Um, do you remember that episode of Pokemon? I think it's one of my favorite memes, the, where it's, um, Team Rocket and Ash in a classroom 
And the teacher goes, based on this shape, identify the Pokemon. And it's a perfect circle. (laughs) And so they're like, oh, it's Voltorb. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's this. And they're like, wrong. It's Jigglypuff from above. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why it's my favorite thing in the world. Because that's how life is. (laughs) You can have a bottle of water and be like, What's in it? It's water. No, it's carbonated water. No, it's vodka. It's it's, it's straight tequila. (laughs) I feel that. Even, and uh, they still do the, the, who's that Pokemon, even in the modern episodes. Like right now, the latest series, Pokemon Journeys, is on Netflix. And even in the, I've already watched all of everything that's available. Oh, nice. But like, (laughs) <laughs> it's so good. I cried, but there was a section they do the who's that Pokemon, and I still find myself going, "It's Raboot!" Like <laughs> it's Jigglypuff from above. It's Jigglypuff from above. I the last um, episodes that I remember, it was um, like Ash and friends were traveling on Lapras to to do like uh, like the, the island badges or whatever. With the, the the Pokemon Snap guy. Oh, oh, is that from the Johto League? It could be. Tracy. Yes, that's the dude's name. Yeah, Tra- it was like Tracy. Oh God, no! His name had a Cameron. It was Tracy something. Tracy something. Tracy Pokemon. The Orange Islands. That's the one. Tracy Sketch It because he would do the sketches. Okay. It was Tracy Sketch It. Yeah, and then I, I watched a few of the Johto after that, but by that time, um, they came out with Batman Beyond. Oh, so that just took all your attention. It did indeed. And then the Justice League um, show happened. So I, I, I morphed from Pokemon to every single thing that was Batman adjacent, and I haven't <laughs> left yet. I mean that's fair, but I'm still on. I'm still on Pokemon. I haven't even watched all of the Pokemon things. And from from watching some of um, bits of your your stream, I'm on these Pokemon days. Um, you know, hashtag shameless plug. Um, I've been you know enjoying learning stuff because I'm seeing these Pokemon for the first time. You know, and I've got a, a deep understanding of the original 250 ish. Um, but after that. You know, I'm learning new things about new things. I didn't even know that, like, like I knew dark was a thing, and I knew that poison was a thing, but but these, like, like and steel, but there are so many more different types that I didn't even know existed. I just thought people were just making up words. <laughs> that's the, well, that's the thing is, it's it's really fun trying to remember all of the different type matchups. Especially because they start double typing the Pokemon. So you have like, um, like, um, oh, what's the one? Skuntank. You would ask me about that one day. Um, I hate Skuntank. Do not talk about my Skunk King like this. Um, <laughs> I love Skuntank with all my heart. Skuntank helped me win fun. the championship. 
<laughs> but uh, Skuntank is a poison dark type. So it gets really interesting because, like, normally you would just use a psychic Pokemon because psychic is super effective against poison. But because it's a dark type, psychic isn't effective. So you kind of have to, like, think of other ways around it. Um, so it's just, like, it's just super fun when things just start getting, like, doubled up like that. It's advanced problem solving. And and you've you've got this base from following it along, it sounds like. Um, that that you're even that so that you're able to translate um, when the new language or new Pokemon arrive. Oh yeah, and I think that's one of the most fun things about it is with Pokemon. If you wanted to sit there and just spam A, you could, and I feel like you could probably get through the game. But if you wanted to sit there and analyze and get detailed and put that time and effort in and like think about it, it makes the game slightly easier because you prepare, but I feel like it's really fun to sit there and like team build in a way mm -hmm. and be like, okay, I've got the type coverage to cover, uh, the fire rock, whatever, like, um, and go in there and think, okay, this is going to be the, the dragon gym. And I know that he has a fly gone, which is ground dragon. So I know <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just, Oh, I think it's so neat. There's so many little things into it. And, and and here I just remember that water was was strong against fire, weak against grass and electricity. So that's like my little brain. And then nowadays with all this stuff, just my brain exploded with all the pokey knowledge. <laughs> I have. I was looking at a type chart the other day, and when you look at a type chart, none of it makes sense. Oh sure, because like things, like if you think about it, like in the real world. Um, okay, so, so, but doesn't water help grass? But no, grass hurts water. I just, I don't well, understand I think that. I feel like it's seen as absorption, oh. like dries it out in a way. Okay. Like water douses fire, fire burns grass, but grass absorbs water. But shouldn't, shouldn't sand then at that point, like, like not do shouldn't it do good against water as opposed to doing bad against water? But, but water, water, um, oh, what's the, what's the word? Um, oh my God, what is the word? Erosion? Like erodes? Yeah. Okay. Like water erodes rock and, and, and sediment. Okay. Like in a way that, I mean, that's, I think that's how I rationalize it to myself, but there's things like steel with mm -hmm. steel. Steel is super effective against rock, but it is weak to ground. But shouldn't steel also like be like it depends on how hot the fire is too. So so here now fire, over fire is it. super <laughs> fire is super effective to steel. Okay. So you could use you if you were going up against a steel type Pokemon, a fire type is a really good option. So you could burn the steel, I think, melt it. Is that kind of the thought process? I mean, pretty much, yeah. Okay. But then can I, oh my God, can I tell you one that's really interesting? Sure. Okay. So there's the psychic type, um, which I'm not going to say is my favorite type. Cause I say everything in Pokemon is my favorite, but uh, <laughs> so with the psychic type, psychic is super effective against, um, poison fighting. And I don't remember if there's another one, but I think it's poison and fighting, but then it's, it's weak to bug and dark. 
And you want to know what's super interesting? It's because those are some of the most common fears. Ah. Fear of bugs and fear of the dark. And someone, oh, it's also weak to ghost. Oh, sure. That makes sense, too. And when I found that out, my mind was blown. I think it's so fascinating that that's where that comes from. I bet it would also be, you know, weak against clown Pokemon. It would be, but clown is not a type. There are there are Pokemon that looks like clowns. <laughs> but it might be a type in the next generation. You don't know. <laughs> oh my god, if they added the clown type. I don't I don't even know what you would use on that because you've already got you've already got like fairy and dragon. Like what else would you go and use a clown for? Um like kids. Gotta gotta be like against kids. (laughs) No, not this. Not this. (laughs) I'm just thinking of like a birthday party gone wrong. Oh, that's awful. (laughs) Who's that Pokemon? Mr. Mime. Oh. Mr. Mime's an interesting one. Because he's ice in 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 psychic, it seems like. Well, in so in generation one. He's psychic, but then as as things went on and they added the fairy type, he became a psychic fairy. Okay. And then they came out with Sword and Shield, where he has a regional variant, which is my other favorite thing about Pokemon, and I wish they continued to expand on it more than they already do. But um, he has a regional variant for the Gala region, where he's psychic ice or ice psychic, one of the two, and he has an evolved form. I didn't even know that was a thing. Cause I just remember him being from the OGs hanging out with Ash's mom. Hang, is hanging out. Is that what we're going to call it? <laughs> That's the PG version. I'm going to go with <laughs> not to ruin any childhoods or anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> not to sit here and scar anyone's nostalgia. <laughs> Mr. Mime. Oh, <laughs> that's so gross. There is, I think it was, oh God, was it in, um, I think it was Pokemon, uh, sun and moon. Mr. Mime is with, uh, Ash and his mom on vacation in the Alola region. And there's one of the, one of the shots they show Mr. Mime has his hand on, uh, Mrs. Ketchum's leg. And I'm just like, I hate everything. I hate it here. Yikes. (laughs) I hate it here. Yeah. Choices were made. Oh, and I'm like, I hope to God this is an innocent mistake or they want people to read into this just to freak them out. It's too much. Or they thought it was so subtle that no one would, you know, catch it. But we caught it. Yeah, catch it. Cause catch them. Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But yeah, no, Mr. Mime has a, a regional variant and then it, he now evolves into Mr. Rhyme. Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Who's like a uh uh tap dancing. I need to look up this Mr. Rhyme. Tap dancing cane twirling fella. Does he have a top hat? Let's see. Mr. Yes he does. Rhyme. Yes he does. And it's not R H Y M E, it's R H It's R I M E. Thank you. Mr. They don't even Rhyme Pokemon. Yeah, it's just R-A-M-E. Let's see. 
It's a choice. He's got... Uh, wow. So his hat became wings, almost. I mean, it has little... Because, like... Because Mr. Mime already has those, like, clown-ish, like, hair things sticking off. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like they shrunk a little bit and then went on the hat. And then his stomach has, a, a like, a clown face on his stomach. But he's got this bowler hat mustache twirling thing going on and he has his little cane and he sat there and he does he does a little tap dance while he twirls his cane <laughs> i i don't hate it i just it's it, it's choices choices, choices <laughs> were made there are some uh, speaking of choices there are some pokemon designs like i will say it outright there are many pokemon that i love and uh, people will hate on some Pokemon and I will always defend them just because I like to play devil's advocate. But mm-hmm. there are some Pokemon designs where I'm like, that's literally a pile of garbage. Yeah, like like they could at least tried like a second draft or got someone else's input before they moved on to like the next one. But like, but like, I'm not kidding. There's literally one that's a pile of garbage. Oh, I see. <laughs> And like, don't get me wrong. I love Trubbish and Garboder with all of my heart, and I ha- I will always I will always love them because Trubbish is adorable, but it's literally a bag of garbage. Yikes! It reminds me of the trash heap from Fraggle Rock. Just you know, dating myself again. Because oh my god, because <laughs> they went outside and these little Muppet guys talked to a giant trash heap, and it would give it like words of wisdom. Then afterwards, it'd be like, the trash heap has spoken. That's yeah, that's very garboder. Okay. It's a literal pile of garbage. Well, would you hurt its feelings by calling it that? No, because that's what it is. All right. Uh, so, so, <laughs> so speaking of things that are not pile of garbages, this is my attempt in an interesting segue. Um <laughs> so so Let's talk more about your um, about your Twitch um, while we're kind of winding down on the end of this podcast here. Um, so, so Mondays you do some some Pokemon. Now, is it always the same Pokemon game, or or is it just a current one that's the fad at the moment? Uh, currently, it's the one that is easiest for me to stream. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, so. I stream mostly um, Nintendo Switch, um, and Pokemon is exclusively exclusively Nintendo. But I am streaming what is easiest for me at the moment, um, and so it's kind of whatever's in trend, I guess, because it's whatever's the most recent. Sure. Um, and whatever could possibly bring you joy, which you know, sharing your joy with other people that's like what the main purpose seems to be oh a hundred percent and that's why i have an entire day dedicated to pokemon <laughs> i was like there was no way i could start doing this and not play pokemon I was like the amount of time i've spent watching people play pokemon on a stream i was like there's no way i couldn't do that i love it that's why i play it for four to five hours every single monday <laughs> And then the rest of the week kind of um, divulges a little bit differently from there. Yeah, I um, I try to play variety. Um, so I have titled myself as what they call a variety streamer because I play just kind of 
whatever it is, because my focus isn't so much on specializing in, in a game as it is building a community. Uh, so Mondays is always Pokemon. Tuesdays has kind of flipped around to a couple of things, depending on my mood. We've played a lot of um, Immortals Phoenix Rising, which has been so lit. And then we also played uh, Stardew Valley on this past Tuesday, which was just a very chill day. <laughs> and then Saturdays seem to be like a little bit more of a, a group activity sort of thing. Yeah, that's kind of what it's turned into. <laughs> that wasn't super intentional. It just kind of so happened that I was like, hey, let's get together on a Saturday and play some Among Us. And it turned into, yeah, that sounds so fun. And then it just kind of started turning into like a multiplayer with friends kind of day. And and so what sort of like multiplayer games have have always sparked some of your interests oh my goodness um so what was it last this past saturday i played super smash brothers which has always been a classic always classic um i played super smash brothers with a friend and then um we also have played among us on a couple of streams which is a a multiplayer game that's been out for a while, but has seen a recent um, just surgence in popularity. Because everyone's stuck at home. Yeah, it was like everyone's stuck at home. It's free on mobile devices. It's only $5 everywhere else. And honestly, it's a really fun game. <laughs> that, has a lot of, that has a, a lot of really wild moments. I very much recommend going to the clip section of my Twitch channel and looking at the Among Us clips. That is full self-promotion because even I go back and I watch them. It's so funny. So funny. Well, if you're not going to promote yourself, then who else is? This is the place to do so. It is. That's, I mean, that's very true. Buy my merch. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, there's that. Um, I've always been interested. I, like when I first started streaming, there was a time where I played a little bit of Mario Kart. It wasn't multiplayer. Mm -hmm. I was playing by myself. But like if anyone ever wanted to play Mario Kart, I'd be like, let's go. That I am ready fun. to I'm ready to throw down at Mario Kart. Um, nice. What else is fairly multi? I don't know. There's a lot, like I feel like there's a lot of options. And every time like something kind of seems like it's falling out, there's always something new to play. Yeah. Um, like, um, Nate, who has been on this podcast before, yes. uh, brought up a really wonderful idea when we weren't able to get a group of people together to play among us. Uh, he was like, Oh, the halo master chief collection can do a multiplayer campaign. Ooh. And I was like, Oh, can it now? <laughs> well then that, that means I need to dust off, um, my, my reach playing because reach was my favorite on that saga. I FPSs make me so nervous, but Halo is so fun. Yeah, because it's 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 not too complicated, and it spawns um, a lot of friendly but also ridiculous c competitions. Yes, very that, very that. Right. And it, <laughs> sorry, I just started laughing. Oh, sure. Um, um, so. This is probably one of our longer episodes at the moment. So to to wind it down um, even further, I guess um, 
I guess now it's time for us to bring up the well, because because normally, so at the very beginning, I would ask a question that we talked about for a long time ago and answer it. Then I'd give some trivia. And then we go even further. But we've had such an awesome, fun conversation about Pokemon. Um, I could break this up into, you know, three episodes of us just chatting about Pokemon. I mean, the more the merrier. (laughs) But I think we'll have to table that for a later day. Um, So that brings us to, I guess, our question um, of the episode, which is... um, well, Pokemon related, what sort of Pokemon question would you like to ask our audience? Oh no. Um, <laughs> um what their favorite Pokemon is? There's that. I feel like if um What if it was, um, if you could design your own Pokemon, what would you base it off of? Ooh, pizza. Yeah, like you could do a pizza Pokemon. Mm-hmm. There's an ice cream one. If you could design your own Pokemon, what would you base it off of? Nice. Um, so before we... Uh, we disembark on this journey, which has been a very fun time. Thank you, Stephen, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a party. This this has been totally awesome. So on the shameless plug aspect of, of this event, um, um, go ahead, plug away all of your things that you've got going on. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so you can find me every single Monday, Tuesday, and Saturday on twitch.tv. Uh, at it's Steven with a PH I T S S T E V E N with a PH. Um, it's such a lit time. Stop by every Monday for Poke Monday. Every stream starts at 8 30 PM Eastern standard time. Uh, Saturday is always kind of short. So those, those are always about two hours. So we're usually done by around like 11. Um, but Mondays and Tuesdays, you can find me there until sometimes the wee hours of the morning. So always past midnight. Um, yeah. And you can find me all over social media as well. If you're wanting to find my social media for that as well, it's Steven with a PH on most, most things. (laughs) Well, you heard it here, folks. If you wanted to answer the question of the week, which is if you could design your own Pokemon, uh, what would you base it off of? Um, you can do so. Um, or you could answer some other things, chat with us, ask us questions, whatever you'd like by doing so on Facebook, did you know with Ryan O, Twitter at did you know Ryan O, or just shoot us an email, did you know Ryan O at gmail.com. For those of us here, to those of you out there, we hope that you find your awesome, hold on to it, and share it with the world. I've been Ryan O, he's been Steven, and we'll uh, see you next time. Ryan O. Did-